0: Hello and welcome to The Kurt Locker, a podcast where we chronologically step through and discuss each film starring Kurt Russell. My name is Andrew Gormley and I am one of your hosts. I am joined on this episode by my co-host. She also didn't realize how short Holly Hunter actually was either, Whitney Nelson.
1: (laughs) Holly Hunter's very short.
0: What is happening there? I could not, I was like, (laughs) this is
1: crazy. Yeah, no, she's a tiny little pocket friend
0: (laughs) you know what it is is that she's such a big Mm. presence on screen in 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 film I mean not in this movie particularly but later on in her career she turns out to be quite a presence so I think we just kind of associate that with like her being very large I don't know yeah it was shocking shocking to see (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> feels good to feels good to be back Feels good to be back mm-hmm. in it, I'm excited mm-hmm. How are mm-hmm.
1: you? Um, you know, I'm here I'm doing it
0: Good, we all appreciate yeah. it Who do we got in the studio, uh, who do we got here Lane Train, Claire, they were here I think they were here five minutes early They were here five minutes early Yeah, Making. they us... were
1: here before Either of us <laughs> so. Making us look bad Yeah, exactly
0: That's okay though <laughs> I think we could deliver a uh, uh, a pretty solid show regardless. Mm, uh, we'll try. Let's, uh... <laughs> All right. I let... never
1: make any promises.
0: No, I think it'll be good. Let's go ahead. Only
1: and... villains deal in absolutes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's true. Let's go ahead and try this real quick. As always, we have a, a hand raised in our
2: audience here. Let's, uh...
0: Lane Train, I think you're on the air.
2: All right guys, I want to tell you something. I know. All right, we were here early, but nothing keeps you guys down. Wonder Woman and Superman can't die. I mean, you guys We were questioning whether you guys were coming and I'm like, that's I'm not even there. You guys were coming. Yeah. But but after that, I wanted to put this out there. I don't know if you guys know this, but this is the movie that Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn actually first met each other and actually started their relationship in after this. they met on this movie.
1: I believe that's only 50% correct, because we talked about the one and only genuine original family band is the first movie they were in together. Right. Yeah. I do think that this is where they got to know each other.
2: Yes, that you are correct. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's great. It, it makes a lot of sense. They had a lot of uh, had a lot of time together here. Uh Very uh, very close in this film. So that's fantastic.
2: Yeah. Yes, and you know I want to put this out there as well. You know, Case me, me and Casey watched this on uh, Monday night, and she actually. Even though she said they both did a good good part in this movie, because, you know, you got the, the great Ed Harrison there. He He's always a solid uh, actor. I, I, I love his acting. I love Fred Ward, in, uh, Fred Ward in this movie. But she, Casey had to say, even though it had those four actors, she did not like this movie because, Uh-oh. because, Goldie Hawn went out on her husband in the movie, and she's like, you... <laughs> I mean, I understand it. it's Kurt Russell, but you just don't do that.
1: You gotta, you gotta stand by your lane, train.
2: It,
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That checks I out. I get it.
0: That all checks out. All right. I'm, I'm sure we're gonna hear from you a little bit later. But thanks for checking in. Enjoy the rest. We're, we're in for, uh, we're strapping in for something exciting here. I think.
2: I like it, guys.
0: All right. Whitney, let's. Yes. Uh, Hello. <laughs> Let me do the housekeeping uh, contact info. We'll get into the show yeah, proper. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah,
2: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> so, as always, I want to mention you can find the podcast at 12and24.com. That's the numerals, one two A, and d four.com. You can email us, Lockerpod at gmail.com, or hit us up on Twitter at KurtLockerPod. You can join us on Discord and chat in real time as well at 12and24.com slash Discord. Try to make it as easy as possible to know what to put after the slash. <laughs> so if it's our sponsor, mm-hmm. it's the sponsor name. If it's Discord,
1: it's Discord. Uh, you could be on the show just like Train. And <laughs> if you want to buy something. Oh, my God. S- slash shop you... is where you want to go. <laughs> That's
0: very true. That's very true. Next next order of business. We, we have a shop that I mentioned in the last episode. Uh, that was completely devoid of Kurt Russell merch. However, now I can mention we have a Kurt Russell shirt, and I like it. I made the same one for Kana really Reeves, good. and I've mm-hmm. ordered both of them. So I'm I'm just gonna like all, now just if alternate. If it's
1: the same, if it's the same quality of t-shirt that the keanu johns one is yeah. I, I need both of them because it's my favorite shirt
0: i'll ship them to you yeah that's great. i'll, I'll it's do it so soft
1: it's, so comfy
0: they're so good uh these i so i guess i probably shouldn't say i'm gonna say it, it doesn't matter teespring is the um the company that i'm using for this because they make the process pretty easy Like Mm -hmm. they have a thing where they suggest like if you pick a shirt, there's like a premium shirt, a tri-blend shirt. It's like whatever. And they suggest like here's the price like that most people price like a tri-blend shirt at. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, no one's going to buy that. So I, I, you know, no one's going to I wouldn't buy a $30 T-shirt. I'm sorry. I just wouldn't do it. But mm. So I put it at the price where I'm like, here's where I would feel comfortable purchasing a T-shirt. And they're like, you will make no money off this shirt. And I'm like, I <laughs> don't care. That's
1: not the point. <laughs> yeah.
0: Let me live my life, Teespring. What the hell? <laughs> so, the
1: point is joy in Keanu Reeves and or Kurt Russell.
0: <laughs> the, mar- the, the point margin. is
1: not... Fiscal. It's not, um, no. it's
0: not responsible yeah. at all.
1: No. <laughs> the no. margin on we're each not try- shirt is like 50 cents. As long cents. as we're solvent, <laughs> we're not trying to, you know, go above and beyond that. I mean, if, if I could make a career doing this, I'd be more than happy to. But for the meantime, we're not trying to make money. We just want everyone to be able to have a cool shirt.
0: That's really it. I don't, I, you mm-hmm. know, I don't want uh, shirts, uh, you know, I let someone else handle that mostly, but. That yeah, that's fine. So mm-hmm. you could do that if you want. Twelve and slash shop. That'll be great. Uh, and then finally, if you want to support us with just a moment of your time, please share the show with your friends, rate and review us on iTunes, bring more folks into the. We fray. get
1: way more out of that.
0: Yeah, for freezies than we do
1: out of shirts. Yeah, for freezies. <laughs> so do that.
0: I gotta say, I'm sorry to I'm sorry to mm-hmm. bring it up. We got two we got two one star reviews. That's unbelievable <gasps> to me. Right.
1: That's when you know you've made it.
0: Well, yeah, cowards. No, no written review. Just the, just the the hit and uh, run, the one two, star, just, yeah, and boom, the two one on their way. So it's mm-hmm. ruined our perfect score. I'm not bitter.
1: I'm not bitter. Uh, no, I feel great about it because when it's all people who like you, then I just assume it's all family and friends. Bunch
0: of yes men. There's yeah, y-
1: uh, yeah, just people who want to, you know, uh, want me to enjoy what I'm doing and like that I'm doing something that I like and. When when you start getting the one star reviews is when you're getting out there, that's when true. other people in the world <laughs> who disagree with you are presented with what you have to think and say, and they're like, "Nope, I don't like it." That's when you're making it. So that's exciting for me that we have two one star reviews. All
0: right, we're on we're well on the way. I, it happened with Cool Breeze as well. So I'm I'm, I'm assuming it's probably uh, probably around the same exact time when we started to get into some of the. Uh, mm-hmm. More popular films of Keanu. Yeah, once you
1: start to get into the bigger films, then we start coming across more people's radar.
0: All these opinions start appearing.
1: I mean, I can't, I can't knock anyone having opinions because why are we here if not for having opinions? <laughs>
0: that's true. That's true. I just prefer them to be four-star. Four <laughs> you prefer them to be yours. <laughs> Two-star. <laughs> yeah, I prefer my opinions. That's all. So everyone here is cool. Everyone here is cool. So, uh, yeah, R- offset some some uh, some g- jackasses if you want. Uh, just you can do the five star hit and run too. You don't have to actually write anything if you don't want to. That's fine. I've mm-hmm. taken up enough of our time with the housekeeping, but
1: yeah. What are, what what are we here to talk about today, Andrew?
0: All right. So <sighs> today we're talking about the film Swing Shift, nineteen forty
3: two. Hey, I'm signing up tomorrow. The men were leaving home. Oh, my God! And so were the women.
4: Riveting is real suited to you girls. After training, you'll be using these tools as easily as you would a sewing machine needle at home.
3: let oh, ah! oh, What are you doing tonight? We
4: got a lot of patsy. Look, all you gotta say is listen, you big ape. You just
2: take a deep breath and you'll get your confidence back.
3: Goldie Horn. Swing shift.
2: You need a left
0: plot synopsis from IMDb is, a woman finds romance when she ch- uh, takes a job at an aircraft plant to help make ends meet after her husband goes off to war. That would be WW2 if you're keeping track. It's a period <laughs> piece. This movie was written. Ish. <laughs> Ish. Yeah, the period. Yeah. Uh, this movie was written by Nancy Dodd. I'm going to go with on that one. And it I was think it's Dowd. Dowd? Okay. And it was mm-hmm. directed by Jonathan Dem. If that name sounds familiar to you, it's because Jonathan Dem has directed some straight banger movies. I'm talking mm-hmm. Silence of the Lambs, Philadelphia, mm-hmm. Adaptation, yep. The Manchurian yep. Candidate. The dude yeah. makes great movies. Co- uh-huh. Co-starring alongside Kurt R., <laughs> As we, as we found out, Goldie Hawn, uh-huh. uh, Christine Lottie, Fred Ward, Ed Harris, Bond, Holly Hunter, and Patty Maloney. Whitney, mm-hmm. tell us what those critics and audiences are thinking about Swing Shift.
1: All right. Well, we've got a pretty, um, well, let's just say we have an 87% critical score uh-huh. on Rotten Tomatoes. We have a pretty wide swing there going to the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes of 41%. (laughs) No. Pretty big valley between audience and critics on this one. Interesting. Roger Ebert of the Chicago Sun-Times gave it three out of four stars and said, there's no suspense and no big emotional payoff, but the movie is always absorbing. Mm. Okay. Huh. On Rotten Tomatoes user JJNXN. I don't know how you would say that. Jinx and
0: <laughs> Jinx. Dash, Dash One. Dash
1: <laughs> one. Gave it three out of five stars and says, doesn't swing quite enough. Nice period feeling and an interesting premise that doesn't have that doesn't get a lot of attention, women's role in the workplace during World War II. They should have focused on that and left the weak love story out, and it would have been a better film. Interesting. Okay. Most importantly, both Claire's mom and Claire's dad (laughs) sent in their opinions about this film. Claire's mom says, I truly loved this film, warts and all. I think the reason it was not well-received is people could not understand the breaking of social norms and, in the end, this film fell right back into social norms, which was disappointing and unbelievable given the offenses. But, possibly not out of the realm given the exhaustion factor of creating new social norms. Maybe just easier to pick up and move on. But that there were seemingly no real consequences isn't really believable and maybe not even great storytelling because it is not big and dramatic. Still, I think there was some truth to it. Things don't always wrap up neatly, but sometimes they do just keep moving forward, particularly in the moment before hindsight kicks in. And this movie was just a series of moments. Two thumbs up from me.
0: Oh, okay. All right, Claire's mom. Uh oh. Yeah. Oh, Claire. Claire's raising her hand. If I pulled the wrong Uh-oh. review. <laughs> no. I searched for swing shift. Claire's coming in. Here we go. Flying Claire in.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Claire, you're on the air.
4: Hey. Can How's you hear it? me? How's it going? We got you. Yes, we can. It's great. You've read the right review. Yes. Uh, I merely <laughs> wanted to add the I just wanted to add the postscript that um, mom did not have me send this in, but... The beginning of the movie really resonated for her because her father did the Ed Harris role in this. He was having a normal Sunday, and then Pearl Harbor got attacked, and by the time Eleanor Roosevelt was making her radio broadcast, he had decided to enlist in the Navy. Wow. Um, oh, wow. So this actually resonated with our family for that reason. Uh, the wrinkle being that mom's dad was 15, so he was telling his mother, not his wife, oh, by the way, I leave for the Navy. Oh. <laughs> Don't try to stop me.
0: That's uh, that's intense. Yeah. Once again, people of a of a of the previous generations really really outclassing me in every possible uh, (laughs) at every turn. Really, basically, children. Yes, I get it. That's great. That's that's quite a story.
4: I I will now let you read my dad's review. Uh, This this podcast is the only forum in which my parents let me get a word in edgewise. (laughs) I'm sure they're
0: going to love to hear that on the episode. Uh, (laughs) Whitney,
4: what does Claire's dad
0: have to say?
1: Claire's dad says, while the factory scenes were riveting, I'm assuming that's pun intended. (laughs) The overall pace was confusing. We waited for the other shoe to drop, even though the first shoe seemed out of place. There were great performances, 100% strong. Stars did their homework on period-appropriate behavior. Dem's subtle nod to issues he couldn't spend time on were much appreciated, such as no reference needed for most applicants, followed by black women needing proof of a high school diploma mm-hmm. and men being embarrassed to be for F, which is medically exempt from the draft, because it meant homosexual unless proven otherwise.
0: Wow. That's some context yeah. that uh, I... Uh, I had no idea about, but um good to have in yeah. in reference to the it's, movie.
1: I'm glad Claire's dad brought it up because I was going to, and this just makes less that I have to say later on down the road. <laughs> okay Claire's dad beat me to it.
0: He sure did. All right, Whitney. Mm-hmm. what are you thinking about this one? Uh, did it work for you let's uh let's let's talk through it.
1: I did not like this movie.
0: Whoa. Okay. All right. Tell me <laughs> all about it.
1: I think that this is a movie that is carried purely on star power. Okay. It's an incredible cast. Fred Ward is great. Ed Harris is great. Kurt Russell's great. Khan uh, uh, is okay.
0: <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> That's Kurt Russell's... <laughs> Life partner you're talking about.
1: I know. And good for him. But I don't love her in this movie. Okay. This is a movie that is just a snapshot in time. Mm -hmm. It doesn't necessarily... It kind of starts at a beginning. But it definitely doesn't have a middle in the middle and an end at the end. It just kind of goes from the beginning. Um, Which is realistic because that's how life goes. But that's really not why I watch movies. Um, I do feel like the lack of consequences bothered me. And I definitely Mm -hmm. feel like Goldie Hawn just being like, I'm going back to my husband and we're going to try and make it work even if he hates me. And it just kind of petered out from there was not a satisfying ending, which, you know, all those things separately are, are fine. But, like, put them together and this movie was... It was engaging in the fact that the performances were good, Mm -hmm. but across the board, it's a bunch of people who are neither likable nor unlikable. They all are complex people with complex stories, and they all do shitty things to people, but they also all have shitty things done to them. And there really is no moral to this story.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't like we've talked about this before in cool Breeze and i think in, in kurt locker but i don't understand why this movie was made because it doesn't tell a story it doesn't have a point of view strong enough for me to take anything away from it so i don't know why they felt the need to make this movie i do think that the women going to factories when all the men were away and the that role Uh, that women played and how the men that stayed were resentful um and you know all of that part of the story is very interesting and very authentic and a viewpoint you don't see that often Mm -hmm. but i also don't feel like the movie was focused on that the movie was focused way more on kurt russell and goldie hahn and then it leaves with barely a goodbye and they go their separate ways and never the twain shall meet again yeah um so I, I really didn't understand the who had the drive to make this movie. Now, I I am given to understand that there's two cuts of this movie and one is good and one is not. I yes. didn't know that until after already having watched the movie and I don't know which cut I saw. Um,
0: so we did not so I, see the Dem cut, which is what okay. people often refer to as like... The superior version of this movie.
1: Yes. I assumed that this was not the superior cut just because I didn't (laughs) like it, but you never know. Uh Uh-huh. I think that the overall, uh, I thought that they did a good job of doing period enough to get by. I think it was still very 80s looking. Um, Whoa.
0: So- that's an interesting... So, okay. So, all right. So...
1: Sorry, I got distracted by the chat where Claire just said, Ed Harris's penis is in the theatrical cut. Uh,
0: yeah, so... So that that is... It is in the cut that we saw. I don't know if you noticed it.
1: Is it? You- I didn't see okay. it. Okay. I gotta go back now and watch that. And I
0: just wondered... I, my thought was, was it his idea to be fully naked under a towel? He didn't have to be. He didn't...
1: <laughs> that had to have been his... That had to have been his idea. There's no customer in the world that would be like, you can't wear underwear for this.
0: Yeah, it was the twig and berries. It was the whole situation. Really, down there. I
1: gotta go watch that now. I want to. I want to see Ed Harris's situation. It's the.
0: F- it's in the first two minutes. It, like yeah. as he gets out of the shower and sits on the chair, mm-hmm. it's all.
1: Yeah, no, I can picture exactly that in my mind. Like yeah. when he was in the towel, because I was like, "Ooh, Ed Harris, looking good." When he was in the towel, <laughs> and then I just didn't notice the whole situation. You Get a
0: glimpse behind the curtain, as it were.
1: Ooh, spicy. <laughs>
0: This movie's rated PG, by the way, Mm -hmm. so there you go. Um, (laughs) What were we talking
1: about? (laughs) I don't know. I got majorly mentally sidetracked. Okay, no. I was talking about how it's not as period as I would like.
0: Correct, yeah. It
1: is loosely period. It's like period in the way Happy Days was period, which is to say not very much, but enough to get by. Um... I feel like there was a lot more research that went into the script aspect of it than the filming aspect of it. The colors were '80s. The the just all, overall everything and that house setup that they had for the like walkway with all the houses going off of it. Yeah. Well, I know that those exist. Um, it looked like a set. It 100% did not look like real homes at all. Mm. It looked like it was built in a back lot and that really bothered me because it's, how hard is it to find a cul-de-sac or something?
0: Yeah, that looks exactly like that.
1: Yeah. So yeah, the overall I feel like it was just period enough but it wasn't really period so you can't really look at it for that. I think that Goldie Hawn is not enough presence to carry as much of the story as she was in. I think... Kurt Russell is enough of a presence. I think he did a really good job in this. Um, I think that he... The fact that his character is so pivotal in the story and then he just goes off 20 minutes before the end of the movie and he's never heard from again.
0: Yeah, just disappears, goes on the road.
1: is, is frustrating as a viewer who's more attached to Kurt Russell than she is to anyone else in the story. Yeah. Um... As a, like, I don't mind people leaving and not hearing from them again overall, but when the most, it's the most engaging character, it's like, wait, no, bring him back and send somebody else away.
0: <laughs> right, get rid of anyone.
1: Yeah, anyone. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's really all I have to say. I don't really have too many other things to say other than that cat... Those was being dragged along on the leash was so unhappy. It made me laugh who are, very hard. Who are these
0: people that are walking cats? I thought that uh, was a that, relatively new development in our society. It is a
1: relatively new debe- development to my knowledge because the only people I know that walk their cats are definitely younger. And definitely in the like upper middle class. It's like a, It's like a real white person thing to do. I (laughs) I didn't know that people did it before, like, now.
0: Yeah. So I was down in Philly about a week and a half ago on a a shoot, and it was in, like, it was in Rittenhouse, right? Which is, like, a pretty Mm -hmm. affluent part of the the city. And I'm, like, unloading all Mm -hmm. of my gear, and I turn, and there's this lady, like, walking a very pissed off cat. Like, it was, Mm -hmm. it's all you know you you can just tell when a cat's pissed off the tail's going yeah, yeah, yeah. the the, yeah. the the hackles are up and yep. i i like ha, i had a surprised look on my face cuz you just don't expect I, that's just not what i expect at the end of a leash right and she gave mm-hmm. me like the nastiest side eye i've ever received <laughs> and i i grew up in philadelphia you know but um mm-hmm. it just that was the first thing i noticed cuz it's early in the movie this guy walking a cat yeah, no, like, who are yeah, these
1: no, people? I have a, I have a neighbor a couple doors down who walks her cat along all of our patios in the afternoons.
0: If you're out there Um, and you walk your cat and you listen to the Kurt Locker, please write in to tell us what perceived benefit your cat gets from walking outside.
1: I mean, I'll tell you right now, when I got a cat, I got a harness and a leash. She just made me bleed my own blood when I tried to get her into it. And I was like, not worth it. So I bought it, and then I got rid of it again right away because I tried to put it on her once and was never revisiting that again.
0: Cats don't want to be, like, led, you know? That's the thing. A dog, you can lead.
1: They don't, no. But, I mean, I get in uh, I get in a city. Not like, if I lived out in the country and had a farm, I would have an indoor-outdoor cat Yeah, of and not think twice about it. But I get in the city wanting your cat to be able to... Explore and get that, you know, outside stimulation
0: without good for all animals that
1: are meant to be outdoor animals without getting hit by cars, without getting like, you know, scooped up by somebody for a trap, neuter release and then not being back in their neighborhood again. Um, I get the desire behind wanting to let your cat go outside without the danger. But also most cats don't want to be walked and don't (laughs) want to be in a harness and don't want to be led. So, yeah. I don't. I, the practicality of it. I've never really seen it happen. I've owned multiple cats in my life. None of them would let me walk them. So I don't know how you do it.
0: Right. God. God bless. God bless you all. You cat walkers. <laughs> uh, Claire's sister. Her cat is too anxiety ridden to go outside alone, but also doesn't like staying indoors all day. It's a, It's a very conflicted cat. So my sister mm-hmm. walks the cat in a harness. It doesn't like it. <laughs> that that took like the best turn at the end. It was just a simple sentence. It doesn't like it. Yeah. Uh okay. Cats walking them. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it my turn?
1: <laughs> I was like, I what, guess. What are we doing? I did have one more. Yeah. Uh one more note, which was when Kurt Russell, and this is skipping ahead quite a bit, spoilers for, towards the end of the movie, mm-hmm. when he's in the bus surrounded by all the bandmates yeah, um, and heading east, it looked, it was almost identical to some of the shots in Follow Me Boys yes. in the very beginning. Yeah. And I, specifically both I and my boyfriend Jamie, I guess I should say fiance, fiance Jamie, yeah. um noticed that it was like it felt like Kurt Russell's become Fred McMurray and they've like it's circular and you know time is a flat circle we joked a lot about that kind of stuff where it's like picking up where or leaving off where the other one begins and um, yeah we joked about that quite a bit because there's some shots that are like identical to shots in follow me boys and I thought that was interesting
0: (laughs) it's all Everything changes. Everything stays the same, you know. Mm-hmm. You're uh, you're getting congratulated by Claire on your engagement. Thanks. I don't Claire. know if we made that uh, a public. I in I don't know really if we did. Know if you wanted to, uh, but you said fiance it, first, so I did. <laughs> so there you go. We all we know Jamie. He's going to be on the Jamie. show. I believe he's going
1: to be on the show very shortly. Yeah,
0: coming up in a couple episodes. Yeah, for one of yeah, his yeah, favorites yeah, yeah, of yeah. all time, I believe. Yes. We won't spoil what it is, but I'm sure you might be able to guess if you just look ahead a few movies.
1: Mm-hmm. Buckle up; he's going to have a lot to say.
0: I love it. See, that's what we want. That's what we want. Mm-hmm. Like he'll fit in mm-hmm. fine here, is what I'll say. Yes. So, so, just to put a bow on what you're saying, you know, if if it, let me let me ask this then. So you're probably closer mm-hmm. to the audience than the critics on this for this one. Hundred percent. Okay. Alright. So you can't um, you can't search for this movie without this dem cut thing showing up. And I thought mm-hmm. fans demanding studios to release their director's cuts was a fairly new thing. Just like I thought Walking Cats was a fairly new thing. All these <laughs> s- release the Snyder Cut jagoffs. <laughs> I'm sorry. The Snyder Cut was actually Pretty mm-hmm. good. I, I just don't like the approach is what it is. But there are so many people, if you just just search the dem cut and it'll be this movie and hundreds, nay thousands, want, yeah. the, want the dem cut of this movie, which you can get, but it's pieced together from like VHS footage and work print footage, which still has the time code running at the bottom. It's I, I, I just cannot do it. Like it was there and I was like, nope. Nope. So apparently is vastly superior. So but we're not reviewing that. We're reviewing <laughs> the theatrical cut here. So for that, I say that this movie is fine. Not capital F fine, just fine. I think they did a pretty admirable job of capturing the feeling of this time. Like I didn't feel fully transported back to the to the 1941 right? But it was close enough. And I think there was probably enough attention to detail paid to the small things, like Claire's dad mentioned, that 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 got me where I needed to be for like the suspension of disbelief. I think probably the worst aspect of this movie is that it focused too much on the romance or the affair or whatever we want to call that between um, uh Kurt's character and Goldie's character and not enough um, between the friendship of Goldie and her neighbor. That was a story that I wanted to see more of. not I mean the Kurt thing's great, but I wanted the the friendship thing because they they position it in a way where they like kind of influenced each other in nice and meaningful ways. And I was like, that's really great. Apparently that's what the dem cut is. And it's sad that we don't have that. I think I just heard a sound that said, Whitney, are you still here? <laughs> Whitney's gone. I'm by myself now. Look, she said early on that she has a... Claire, You're that's right. I'm never alone when I'm on the Discord. So I'll just keep chatting, I guess. And when Whitney gets back... <laughs> I'll I'll reiterate. Oh, there she goes. She's gone from the studio. I wanted more of the friendship thing. I don't know if she heard that, but I'll I'll reiterate it a little bit. The friendship thing really reminded me a lot of Dem's later films, and I'm speaking almost exclusively about Philadelphia. The relationship between Denzel and Tom Hanks in that movie really, I think, there was something that was mirrored or started here in this one between. Uh, Goldie and uh, Christine Lottie's character. And that's really what I would have wanted. So now we're gonna vamp. Let's get um let's get Lane Train in here. Let's see. Let's see. Here we go. Lane Train. Mr. There you Mr. go. Gormley. Here I am. All right. Claire all right. Claire's well, getting in here too. Let's do both. <laughs> it's an improv. We're we're doing improv now. Let's go. All
2: right. So you know I wanted a put out there I was kind of thinking about this and I I kind of agree it wasn't really I would say without the cast that they actually had I kind of agree with Whitney it wasn't an overall great movie mm-hmm. um, I think Kurt Russell did great I agree with her everyone did great I think uh, Goldie Hawn I think for the period of what her role was I think she did good at it Uh, It's not her general role. Um, I really, I just like how you you could really see, and I'll I'll, in this comment you'll hear again at a later movie, but I'm not going to jump ahead. But you can really see the passion really in his eyes, really starting, you know, to come into his own role and be a good movie star. You can really see that passion and the the good connection that. Goldie Hawn and him had in this movie. I think it was really good. You really seen it between them, and they sold it well.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Claire, what do what do you uh,
4: what do you got? Well, to say that um, you know, I think the existence of the release the Dem Cut movement, you know, kind of grew out of the the controversy because Dem apparently like publicly said the finished movie was not what he had wanted to make.
0: Yeah, well I, oh. I believe that was something I can't remember the exact I, I didn't read too much because I don't know trivia wise, right. but I do know that he he has publicly said what was released was not my vision or whatever. So and you know that mirrors. So I got Snyder. the
4: impression. Yeah. Yeah, I, I may I got the impression he may have set out to tell the story of Christine Lottie and Goldie Hahn going to work in an aircraft parts factory and then maybe the studio or the test office audiences or whoever's in charge of these things liked the Kurt and Goldie chemistry and like wanted more of that. So they ended up kind of letting the romance take over the rest of the plot. So I just got the kind of the feeling that like the director didn't have the final say on what the movie actually was about. And that's, that's usually a problem.
0: Yeah, that's, that's really what, uh, that's really what it comes down to. Uh, which is interesting, because later on, he clearly has um, he clearly has almost final cut over many of his films after that. Whitney's back. Hi. Chiding me privately.
1: Yeah, no, I sent him a message. I was like, whoa, I get disconnected for two minutes.
0: And there are two and you new co-hosts.
1: Me with Lane Train and Claire.
0: <laughs> Look, it was only temporary. You know... I, want, I didn't want to go too far into my, my speaking points without you. I'll say, yes. um, I'll, 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 I'll reiterate what I said very quickly, is that I don't know where you exactly dropped out. The thing that I wish they would have uh, focused on a little more was the relationship between Goldie and her neighbor rather than uh, Goldie and Kurt um which i thought was which which was i thought was good but apparently even jonathan dem said that the movie that he made was more about these two women as friends than it was about this affair the affair was kind of a side thing and i think that's a i think that was just a much more interesting story as far as from what i could tell at least um yeah in the context of like their whole lives have changed right they they were well so Goldie's whole life had changed. It seems like the yes. character played by Christine was <laughs> she kind of marching to the beat of her own drum. So they kind of centered each other. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Goldie came a little bit more to the center and likewise for Christine's character. I, so that that energy really kind of reminded me, the energy of their friendship, I got like vibes of uh, his later film, Philadelphia, the relationship between Tom mm-hmm. Hanks and Denzel. So I think that yeah, he's yeah, great. Yeah. at. I think he's just great at relationship stuff. That's one of his specialties. Mm-hmm. So at a high level, uh, just like Claire, I kind of infused my grandparents story into this. I think mm-hmm. um, my grandfather um, basically right after uh, world, you know, right after the bombing of Pearl Harbor enlisted in the army, went over uh, my grandmother at the time, uh, she was working at the Arsenal Business Center in Philadelphia, where she, she made bullets, okay. and that was like, and, yes. and f- uh, not not just bullets, but like artillery, like. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah. "Damn, Grandma, that's badass!" And they had not met each other yet, but when he he came back for shore leave for I think it was like a week, he said, and he went. Uh, you know, him and his buddies in the squad or whatever, uh, went to the Trocadero, which at the time, mm-hmm. uh, that was where my grandmother was a burlesque dancer. So that's where. The, yeah. So, so
1: saucy. Yeah.
0: So that's where they met. And uh, apparently things went really well. And decades later, here I am. So. Uh, that, oh, that's fun. So that's kind of. I love the you know it's it's not exactly period like like you were saying but like i think the mm-hmm. the major beats are there like oh dancing the shore leap i for sure for sure yeah i just yeah. kind of like i filled in the blanks i was like this this is great this reminds me of the story that my grandpa used to tell
1: yeah my grandmother was a school teacher so not nearly as scandalous <laughs> but similar kind of story with my grandparents yeah my grandpa was i think a pilot in world war 2 and grandma was a school teacher, and they met, I think, while he was enlisted or just after. I'm not sure which. I don't remember exactly. Yeah. But it was, it's, yeah. Yeah.
0: It's great. I mean, you know, obviously, it's not, the, the meeting is great. Not the circumstances necessarily could have been yeah. better, but um, pretty cool stuff. Pretty cool stuff. I, I always thought that that was kind of a cool thing to, to be able to see it from, my grandmother's perspective of not, you know, not, she, I think she was basically a kid and now she's working, making bombs. Right. I was like, that's yeah. an interesting change, you know. Yes. Um, and I think that was conveyed pretty well here. But again, it overall, was. it kind of like
1: I wish it had been more about that.
0: Yeah. It kind of all falls apart. They focus on the wrong stuff. I don't really the relationship drama for me was the the. The love triangle was like the least interesting thing that could have happened, I think. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's when it kind of all, I was like, Ugh.
1: I mean, and I don't know. I don't feel like there was compelling story-wise. Obviously, they had chemistry and they were drawn towards one another. I don't think there was enough of a motivation for her to change her mind after saying no for six months to saying yes. And I don't buy Kurt Russell's character dating a married woman for 2 years.
0: Yes, exactly. They I mean, they gloss over that, that it's the there whole, together. you know, that's the whole time that her husband is is deployed, right? <laughs> like he comes back and for he, a weekend. she's
1: constantly like I'm a married woman and he's like whatever, dude. <laughs> and I don't buy that. I don't buy that with the, how the rest of his character is. Yeah. Um I think that that conversation of you're going to have to leave him or you're going to have to leave me would have come up in those two years before Ed Harris comes back on leave for 48 hours. I don't buy that part.
0: No, I I, that checks out for me also. No
1: way in hell I'm dating someone for two years and they're like, well, but I have a husband. (laughs) I would be like, bitch, no, I'm your husband.
0: Yeah. I live in your house now. <laughs> yeah. Basically, all my stuff's here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a very uncertain time. I'm- you know, she I one of the women said she, you know, she received a letter. She's like it's only it's only two months old. It's like Yeah. You don't know. You don't know. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I'm pretty much right there with you. Maybe Maybe I because I had like a little bit more of a personal connection. There were parts of it that I didn't like, but overall, I thought it was pretty entertaining based on the performances. Um, Mm -hmm. And again, I should be clear that it's not; it it was not necessarily like Goldie pulling me through this thing. However, I will say that she is so fucking funny, like when she wants to be. There was like a scene, like her little mannerisms, like the elbow (laughs) and the piano. Like that, Mm -hmm. I mean, she was that was like, that was great. I really, really enjoyed some of the things she was doing here.
1: I definitely think she has chops. I don't think that any of them are highlighted in this movie. I think that that who the character is does not allow her to have the leeway to use her like great sense of comedic timing and whatever. Right. I think if she had been a little bit more slapstick, I would have liked this movie more. But because she was, like, the driving character and also because she's supposed to be this, like, prim and proper naive wife, yeah. they couldn't really lean into that sort of thing. But, like, I think Goldie Hahn's strengths overall out of the things that I've seen are her physicality. And this role is not necessarily one for a woman with physicality.
0: Yeah. It's very restrained. Well, that's – and I think uh, – again, I – the story is, it's all third hand as far as I can as I can tell from this Dem cut thing. But apparently her and Christine Lottie were co-leads, right? And yeah. Goldie was a little salty about that. So she she was one of the reasons why, like the studio was betting on her, not necessarily Jonathan Dem. So they recut it to make her a very prominent lead. I think that makes mm. the, the film suffer b- because of I it. I do
1: too. I think that they're sort of yin and yang works really, really well together. And I think that you could have driven the whole movie on that without as much focus on the romance and the love triangles.
0: Yeah. And all that stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: There's like fifteen affairs in this movie. <laughs> and I'm not like anti affair. Do what you gotta do. You know, live your best life. Yeah. But but, but that's too that's,
0: mu- that's too much to track At the here. end
1: it's just too much yeah. It's just too many affairs. <laughs>
0: Too many affairs
1: let's focus on one affair at a time, please thank you yeah.
0: <laughs> I had I had various and and uh, sundry notes that I had written that were just little thoughts I'd like to just get get these off my chest here um, yes please I, I wrote Goldie Hawn wearing welding goggles exclamation mm-hmm. point what do we think about that mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. It's pretty Does that do it for you
0: it's pretty, I didn't know it did until I watched this movie. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah? Okay, good. I'm not alone. Yeah. Uh no. I I also wrote Kurt in a pink robe.
1: Let's get a remake of Tank Girl with Goldie Hawn now <laughs> oh, as Tank Girl.
0: I'm into it. Let's go.
1: <laughs> Take my money. Yeah. That would be hot.
0: I I I'd, I'd pay to watch it if we can get a Kurt, if we can get a Kurt woman. cameo, right? Uh, kind of mm-hmm. like the Christmas Chronicles at but, the end. Yeah, like the Christmas like Chronicles. Just a r- yeah, little yeah, yeah. reverse, like just a little, you know. Mm-hmm. That'd be good. Yeah. Um, I wrote Fred Ward for the second movie in a row, uh, which is fine.
1: I love Fred Ward. Just really, f- he really Fred Wards it up. Biscuits. What
0: a great Yeah, name. Biscuits.
1: <laughs> what a great Biscuits. I nickname. loved Biscuits. I loved the whole <laughs> character arc that he went through. Yeah. I think he had more character development than anyone else in the movie.
0: I would agree I would agree with you. We saw, I mean, they they definitely shorthanded his character. Oh,
1: they definitely shorthanded like, there was, a lot there was of that. Clear but
0: like change. going
1: from sleazy club owner to all of a sudden it's the war and everyone needs to, you know, let loose. So all of a sudden he's doing really well and he's focused on how he can do even better. Then he loses his woman and he's like, I got to do something different. And then he enlists That's and great. thinks he's going to die. It's great.
0: I will say the only other note I have is that Fred Ward did the impossible at the end of this movie, and the impossible being Mm -hmm. he remembered more than one person's name at a party. (laughs) (laughs) He toasted like nine people, and I'm Uh, like, how the hell? I... (laughs) How? Who does that?
1: Not a thing. No (laughs) one does. Not a thing. I do. I don't know where... It comes from, I don't know what key film in my mind I attach with Holly Hunter. Okay. But listening to her talk with that little twangy lisp of hers, Mm -hmm. I immediately feel like warm and cozy all over. There's something, as soon as she was on screen, I was like, I felt better about life. And I don't know why I feel that way about Holly Hunter, because I was trying to think about it. I immediately was like, Oh, this is so like homey and relaxing. And I was like, why do you feel that way about Holly Hunter? And I don't know why. I I searched myself and I couldn't answer it. But
0: <laughs> Sometimes it's just the person, you know?
1: I just, yeah. I was not expecting her in this, and when she came in and was all twangy lisp, I was like, oh, yes.
0: I Yes. I, I I always have recency bias with with actors generally. But this is, I mean, it is recency bias, but she was excellent in The Big Sick. And that's where I remember her the most from Mm. recently. Just recently. I know she's been in a ton, a ton of like amazing Mm -hmm, stuff. mm -hmm. But like. She was so good in The Big Sick. Yeah. It's just like so good, you know, in in a very kind of downplayed role, you know, as a side character, but Mm -hmm. still a lot of very memorable, very memorable. Yeah. And we thought that. So what are we thinking about Kurt? He did okay. He did well in this movie. Kurt's performance specifically?
1: I liked Kurt's performance. I don't want to step on an upcoming um, segment of the podcast.
0: Oh. I mean, we could just... Do you want to just transition right into that segment now?
1: (laughs) I guess so. Uh, We could. Okay. A brief moment of, is he hot in this one? You just want to know... What movie is this he pretty in? That's a heavy burden for me alone to bear. Maybe just his character in the last one bugged me enough that I didn't think he was as dreamy.
2: He's
1: very dreamy in this film. Is he hot in this one?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Please, Whitney, take it away. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Of course. Of course. Uh this is, in my opinion, the hottest he has been to date.
0: Wow. The full like the full takes the is it close? It's is it's not close. No. Wow. It's not close.
1: Um I don't and now previously he's been not as hot because of his character. And I don't love his character in this one because I don't he's too opinionated. To take a back seat and not be told, like, I'm in love with you and you're my man for two years. I just don't buy that part. Okay. It really rubs me the wrong way. But while I don't love his character, I do think that this is the hottest he has been yet by far. I love when he wears the lead man, like, glasses, but they're not, like, safety goggles. They're, like, glasses. yeah. <laughs> I do think that he was closest in Silkwood, probably, to how he is in this one. But I think this one, he's more Kurt Russell. I think with the the motorcycle and the music, not that he's, you know, a musician, but just like the attitude felt very authentically him. Yes. And I think that he very much was at home in this... Role. And I think that's part of the reason why he was so much more attractive um, to me. You know, the hair lengths, we've had all different kinds of hair lengths. And I, even hairs, hairstyles that I would not find attractive on other people have been hot on him. So it's not really about the shorter <laughs> hair. Right. It's really just about the comfort and the confidence that he has in this role that seem very, he seems very at home. And it was hot. But also the glasses in the factory.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was an unexpected surprise I think for the uh
1: mm-hmm.
0: I did not ex- he looked like a totally different person at least for the with mm-hmm. for the little bit of time where we saw the glasses. So I agree. I agree. Uh mm-hmm. as always, I agree. <laughs> so, he is hot in this one. It
1: was great. He is hot in this one. And I do think that he is again not the star of this movie, but he is the most charismatic driving force of this movie. I think both of the lead women are good and I love their relationship to each other, but like without Kurt Russell this movie would not have worked in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Let me let me put your feet to the fire here. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: um in this movie, you know, you had to choose, you go in Kurt or you go in Ed Harris? Kurt Russell. Okay, that was pretty easy. No I, I didn't know, okay. All right, there you go. That's fine. That checks out. Claire, uh, Claire's mom, uh, she agrees. Agrees. <laughs> agrees wholeheartedly. This is,
1: this is him at his hottest so far. Uh, I'm, I'm not saying I would kick Ed Harris out of bed for eating crackers. <laughs> but if you're putting them up against one another, Kurt Russell wins every time.
0: Of course. Of course. Uh, yeah, that seems to track. That seems to track. I kind of, uh, when I go in... I don't I think I've said this to you before. When I go in, when hmm. I'm watching the movie, I'm think I'm there some little voice in the back of my head is thinking, what's Whitney gonna say during this segment? <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> Wayne Train agrees with you as well. Get in the chat, guys. Get in the chat if you're not here. Come on. We have fun. Um I do think, I was like, what? I think Whitney's going to go with like a yes on this one. But I don't I don't uh-huh. go so far as to like rank them. But maybe I sh- yeah. maybe I should be keeping track of the hottest
1: Kurt's. I think you should focus on the movies, Andrew. I mean, I try I don't I, try. Get, I don't think you should get that derailed into where is Whitney going to rank this movie? It's only for in terms it's really, of really only for hotness. a moment,
0: right? But and it's really only when he first appears. And the glasses. I will tell you the me,
1: definitive hottest Ed Harris movie is Apollo 13.
0: Oh yeah, well that's the yeah definitively the, the big uh yeah that's where he's the head honcho. He's yeah he's mm-hmm. got a got, he's got a lot on his plate on that one mm-hmm. for sure. Suit right or not a suit but like the
1: no like the button down yeah, shirt tie. And I think a tie that gets loosened <laughs> <Over and> time <laughs> takes off at some point.
0: Yeah, so mm-hmm. that's a thing. That's a thing.
1: So I can't tell you the definitive Kurt hottest movie yet. Yeah, but okay,
0: we hey. We got but we, I have will. A, we have quite a journey to go on still so that's great.
1: yeah we've got a lot of a lot of Kurt Russell, and honestly he's still pretty hot so we've got a long time, many years of movies
0: before <laughs> So it'll be great. I, I'm curious to see where he where he falls for you in the 90s when when things get in my opinion a little a little ambiguous. You know, it's not defined by his hair, or and his his musculature think, changes a little bit. He's a little more vascular, yeah. I'd say.
1: I think it uh, definitely will dip for me in the two thousands. Okay, all right. But then it comes back up at the Christmas Chronicles.
0: <laughs> it goes through the roof. It just goes, it breaks through the ceiling.
1: Yeah, when he does is like old wizened cowboy thing. I'm like, man, that's not really my steeze. But then when he's hot Santa, that's my steeze.
0: Yeah. I get it. I get it. Do you? I mean, I want to empathize with you.
1: Okay. (laughs) So that sounds
0: better. You know, when we're there and we, -hmm. and we run this segment and you make your argument, I'll try to, I'll try my best to, to be on your level is what I'll say. Okay. So,
1: okay. All right.
0: Yeah, the hottest he's ever been. There you go, stamped, stamped. Mm-hmm. Let's do a capitalism, shall we? While I'm doing this, you let's can, do a
1: capitalism. You can check out
0: the cool meme that I built while, like, literally uh, mid show. It's
1: amazing. <laughs> so,
2: I want, to, I want to tell you about
0: backblaze. Oh my god, backblaze! Get in the chat so you can see the meme I made mid show perfect.
1: Literally, you should join the Discord just to see this meme. I'm
0: not going to tell anybody about it, so you got to do it. Mm -mm. 12and24.com slash Discord. Let's go. Backblaze. 12and24.com slash Backblaze. What does Backblaze do? Oh, my God. The price went up. I don't know if they wanted me to just lead with that, but the price went up. But it's okay, because it went up by $1. We're not talking about-
1: $1, folks. $1 for
0: p- for just an unlimited peace of mind and unlimited backups. I don't think that's too much to ask. I mean, it's $7 job a security month. security? Yeah.
1: If your job has to deal with information.
0: Which mine does. It's terrible. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I have 45 terabytes of data backed up on Backblaze. It's all just up somewhere. There's
1: movie studios that don't have as much data as Andrew does.
0: So I wanted to... <laughs> Um hmm. hmm.
1: Planet Earth does not have as much data as Andrew does.
0: Let me I'll I'll say this, Whitney. There was a time when my server, uh the one that we often watch movies from, had more films than Disney Plus. I'll just say that.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Not so there. That you go. doesn't surprise me. I wouldn't even have questioned that. If you had just asked me. Before saying that, Who's who sir- has more movies, Andrew or Disney Plus? I would say Andrew. Oh,
0: there, that's, that's incredible. Thank you. Uh, and it's all backed up with backblaze, which is incredible. I've been a customer for like a whole decade, and I have the receipts to prove it. I was a customer when they were five dollars a month, but over the course of ten years, their price has gone up exactly two dollars per month, which is you can't beat it. Not bad. You um, can't beat it. Backblaze is an app that sits in your menu bar on your Mac or your taskbar on Windows quietly and intelligently backing up throughout the day or at just the times you specify. So if you don't want to have any backing up happening during your workday, you could say, Hey, from 10 PM to 8 AM, that's when you back up Backblaze, or you could just let it run at its, at its leisure, I guess. Uh, Mm -hmm. If you lose a drive, Like, if if you have a drive failure, which happens more frequently than anyone really likes to admit, you can just Mm -hmm. re-download all of your stuff. Or they can load your data onto a drive, mail it to you, you offload it, and mail the drive back to them when you're done. And it's, it's like, one of the most incredible things ever. I lost a drive that had, like, eight terabytes of stuff on it. I was like, this is going to take a year to download. And they're like, we'll just send you a drive, brother.
1: And I was like, this is great. Thank you. Amazing.
0: All of your data is encrypted. It's completely safe. No one at Backblaze has access to it. Uh, but that requires you to be very diligent about remembering your password. Because if you lose that, then you, you then you don't have access to it either. Just a, just a thing. Uh, but it is mm-hmm. very cool, very encrypted. We have a 15-day free trial for you to orient yourself, see if you dig it. Uh, after that, it's $7 per month for each computer you have, but if you have one computer with a bunch of stuff plugged into it, it just backs up everything plugged into the computer. It's great. Go to 12 and com slash backblaze and get some peace of mind. That's it. Capitalism completed, in the words of your sister.
1: Capitalism <laughs> finny.
0: Oh, my gosh. It's time. I am so ready to not Lose to the void. Not even get close to losing to the void.
1: Boy, oh boy, nothing makes me break out in a cold flop sweat like almost <laughs> losing to the void.
0: Let's get things started. Figure it out, asshole.
3: We're gonna find out who's who.
2: I mean, I'd pegged it a D minus for this kind of thing. Keeping you at a disadvantage is an advantage I intend to keep. Think you can win on talent alone? You don't have enough talent to win on talent alone.
3: I honestly, I don't remember, okay? Ask about horses again, I'll slap you red.
1: <laughs> hey, that
4: was fun.
0: Oh my gosh. Figure it out, assholes. There's a very own quiz show where the host will ask each of us three questions. If one of us gets it wrong, the other participants have a chance to steal, assuming they remember the remaining answers. Whitney, you're, it's gonna be great. I don't know, I I don't assume you listened to our previous episodes because why would you? Just know that I now have the fanfare ready and it's delightful, it's delightful. Whoever wins, even if it's the void. Although I don't know if the void should get fanfare.
1: No, I think a lot more dramatic things are happening if the void wins than (laughs) fanfare.
0: Shut it all down. Regardless, fanfare will be played. Uh, But for right now, I'd like to introduce our Master of Ceremonies, coming to you live from the
3: void. It's Charles Nolan. Hello, everybody.
0: Hey,
1: Charles. Hello, Charles.
3: How's everyone doing tonight?
0: (sighs) Uh, Great. Yeah, great. We're talking about this movie, which was, you know, middling, I guess, but uh, it still had Kurt Russell in it. I felt like it couldn't decide what it wanted to be. Hmm. Hmm. That's very, very astute observation. I think that's exactly what was wrong with it.
3: I know why that might be the case, but that ties in to a trivia question. Oh, no. All right. All right. It's exciting. Are we ready for some trivia? Let's do it. Yes. Well, let's start off with Whitney. In the opening shot of the movie, Kay says hello to Ethel, a woman who walks by carrying a large cat. <laughs> who is that woman playing Ethel? Was it Goldie Hawn's mother, Kurt Russell's mother, Jonathan Dem's mother, or Ed Harris's mother?
1: Oh. Ooh. Oh, I have no idea. Uh, Goldie Hawn's mother?
3: That is
0: correct. Nicely Oof. done. Nicely done.
3: Andrew. Okay. In that same shot, Jack Walsh yells to a neighbor about the volume of the song they're playing. <laughs> Which Andrew's sister songs is playing? Oh, no. Is it Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy, Tooley Dooley Dooley, Well Alright, or By Mere Bist Duchesne? Uh well all right. That is incorrect. Steel Whitney
1: By Mere Bestien.
0: That is correct. Nailed it. Well done.
1: Yeah.
3: Back up to Whitney. Okay. hmm This movie was originally written with which actress in mind for the lead role? Hmm. Was it Lily Tomlin? Jane Fonda. Candace Bergen, or Diane Keaton.
1: Whoa. Jane Fonda?
3: That is correct.
1: Dang. I'm looking out on these.
3: (laughs) After Jane Fonda's agent passed on it, they rewrote it to be more of a comedy, which I think is part of why it was so scattered. (laughs) Damn (laughs) it. Damn it. (laughs) Moving on to Andrew, try and get on the scoreboard. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) When Hazel asks Biscuits if she can sing right after the war has started, one of Biscuits' employees brings him a coffee. What is this employee's either name or nickname? Okay. Knuckles, Bruiser, Boxer, or Shiner?
0: I'm going to go with uh, Shiner.
3: That is incorrect.
1: Damn it. Steel. Whitney. Knuckles?
3: That is correct. Damn. Damn. Running
1: away with it.
0: Yeah.
3: Back up to Whitney. Which of these musicians was considered for the role of Lucky? Rick Springfield. Neil Young, Bruce Springsteen, or Bob Dylan?
1: Every single one of those blows my mind. I'm going to write Bob Dylan off right away, even though in Cool Breeze Over the Mountains, we found out that was a bad (laughs) idea to do. But I'm going to say working class hero Bruce Springsteen.
3: That is correct. Nice. The current score (sighs) is five. That is the only score currently available. (laughs) Ouch. Ouch. Andrew. Uh, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) What is Kay's employee number? Oh, boy. Is it 25625, 57255, 67286, or 85720? (laughs) Oh my god. Um. T- <laughs> 25625. That is incorrect. <laughs>
1: I don't remember any of them that you said. 85720?
3: That is one of the ones that I said, but is incorrect. <laughs> okay. Oh no.
1: Hey, I'm just glad I got one of the ones you said.
3: That is Uh, a void point. (laughs) (laughs) The correct answer was six, seven, two, eight, six. God,
0: that was right in the middle there. There's too many numbers in a row. Ruins my day. Too many numbers. Okay.
1: I disassociated after the first number of the first sequence. (laughs) I
3: will keep that in mind for future (laughs) questions. (laughs) (laughs) Back up to Whitney. Whitney. Mm-hmm. Lucky gets into a scrap at the New Year's Eve party with someone who he calls, what? Doughboy, Flyboy, Jarhead, or Leatherneck?
1: Ooh, I don't remember. Uh, Flyboy? That is
3: incorrect. Steel. Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with Doughboy. <laughs> That is incorrect. Son of a-
1: no. <laughs> oh,
3: that's very It cool. was no. Leatherneck.
0: Leatherneck.
1: Leatherneck. Okay.
0: Do we know the 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 etymology of that word or is that a uh...
3: Leather is a uh <laughs> no, sort of Charles Never Charles mind. No. <laughs>
1: Perfect. <laughs>
3: For the final question of regulation, figure it out, asshole. Andrew. Across the street from where Kay lives is the Bayshore Market, which, according to its sign, has everything for what? Oh, God. Is it the table, the kitchen, the home, or the stomach? I'm going to go with the table. That is correct. I
1: got one! Nice.
3: (laughs) Mission accomplished. Congratulations. (laughs) On my one. We now move on to the bonus round. We have three bonus round questions. And the bonus round is not posed to any particular player. However, players buzz in to try and guess the answer first. Let's hear everybody's buzzer starting with Whitney. Me. And moving on to Andrew. Wonderful. Bonus round question number one. What was Biscuits' real first name? Me. Whitney. Alfonso. That is incorrect. No! Whitney, I didn't get to hear the answers. Andrew, you have a chance to steal. I ruined it for
1: you. (laughs) I ruined it for you.
0: Aloysius, that's my answer.
3: That is incorrect. I I don't care for that. I don't care for that. The correct answer was Archibald. (laughs) Archibald.
1: Archibald. That was, that was pretty close, uh, uh, Aloysius. I really wangled that one. Sorry, Andrew. A- <laughs> that was
3: absolutely wangled. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Bonus round question number two. What prolific director and producer played the role of Mr. McBride? Mr. McBride. Was it Billy Wilder? William Wyler, Roger Corman, or Robert Altman? Uh. Andrew. Robert Altman. That is incorrect. Damn it.
1: Oh, I don't remember who else you said. Uh, <laughs> Billy Wilder?
3: That is incorrect.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs>
3: The correct answer was Roger Corman.
0: Roger Corman. (sighs) Damn
3: it. Okay. There is one question left in Figure It Out, Asshole. The current scores are Whitney, five. Andrew, one. The Void, four.
2: (laughs) No.
0: No.
1: Whitney. (laughs) Okay. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) All
3: right. The final question: <laughs> Yes or no? Was Lucky Lockhart a manic pixie dream boy?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, me.
3: Whitney, yes. that is correct.
1: Phew! Dodge
3: the bullet on that one.
1: <sighs> Yes.
3: And that means with a score of six to four to one, the winner is. And for the first time with Fanfare, Whitney! You were meant to be here tonight. Oh. <laughs> listen to that.
1: Oh boy, it's so victorious.
0: Oh. Fans of Kurt Russell might know that this is from the film Miracle, which we will not be watching for a very long time. <laughs> Yeah. Take a lap, you I know?
1: Won. I am in my head. <laughs> and I've got my fingers in the air like I'm number one. I'm number one. I'm number one. But I'm in my office alone so no one can see it.
0: <laughs> we'll get a bavuzula going here, some fanfare, it's incredible. Ah, oh, That was close. Really clutched it at the end though. Too Whitney. close. Well done.
1: I don't I don't appreciate how close the void is getting these days. <laughs> We gotta step up our game. We gotta watch the movies like in- three times before we step up to the void.
0: I just gotta pay attention to the movies <laughs> instead of thinking about if you That's think so hard, Kurt Russell though. be hot in them or not.
1: <laughs> I'd way rather think about whether or not Kurt Russell is hot.
3: That cannot be a trivia question, simply because it's answered earlier in the show. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> right, of course, of course.
0: We have a. Um, Claire, uh, just really quickly, Charles, uh, Claire has done the Lord's work here. Leatherneck is a nickname for U.S. Marines derived from the 1800s era uniform, which included a stiff leather collar meant to protect your neck during combat. There you go.
1: The The more you you know. know. (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
3: Yes. (sighs) There it is. Fantastic. Well, now it's time for Figure It Out Audience, mm-hmm. where I pose two questions to our listeners. They get a chance to answer on social media and get shouted out in the next episode. All right. Last week's questions were, There's a thermometer on the front porch of the house that Karen, Dolly, and Drew live in. What chocolate-covered product is advertised on it? Claire Marinello guessed Reese's Pieces. The correct answer was X-Lax. <laughs> well, there you go. There you A go. strange branded thermometer to have on your porch. <laughs> Indeed. The second question was, what airline did the crew take to go to Los Alamos? Claire Marinello correctly said that it was American Airlines. There we go. There we go. Congratulations, Claire. Claire, you did it. And now the figure it out audience questions for Swing Shift. Mm -hmm. Question number one. How many seconds pass in the movie from when Jack pulls up in the cab to when he finds the trio in Hazel's house, the anxiety growing exponentially with each second?
0: Mm.
3: Hmm. And question number two. What words are sewn into the lapel of the outfit Kay is wearing when Jack first comes home? Tweet to me on Twitter at TheNolan, T-H-E-N-O-W-L-I-N, with your guesses. And if you're right, you'll get shouted out on the next episode. It's a great deal. It's a great deal.
1: It is a great deal. Join in the fun. It's the it's the funnest part of every episode. The trivia. Get in here and do it. Yeah. Do it with us.
0: Let me ask Charles. Could they also reach out via Discord to answer the questions?
3: Yes, I will say that you are able to reach out via Discord to answer the questions. Okay. Just another reason to get on in there. Just another reason to hop up in that Discord. <laughs> there it is. There it is.
0: Well, Charles, as always, thank you for putting in the time and, and doing this. I, uh, you know, we both very much appreciate it. The, the listeners very much appreciate we do. it. And uh, yeah, it, it must be a tremendous amount of work. But thank you.
3: It is always so, so, so much fun.
0: All right. Well, I guess um, what do you what, what what's happened in the void tonight? Anything good or is it just um, same as it ever was? Same
3: as it ever was, a whole lot of nothing. Okay. Once this is over, I will go into nothingness and I will stop making sense. <laughs> I don't know what, I don't know how to wish you well for that.
0: I don't know if that is even a thing I should do, but, I, you know, have, uh, I, I'll talk to
3: you next week, I guess. <laughs> I will talk to you next week. It is an enjoyable semi-existence.
1: <laughs> kindest regards, kind, Charles. Kindest regards.
3: Kindest regards to all of you. (laughs) Oh,
0: my. (sighs) Once more, we have fended off the void. We've done it.
1: Just barely.
0: I contributed. At least with with a greater
1: margin than than last time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's true.
1: I guess not a greater greater margin, but
0: came out it felt, swinging.
1: It felt more in control this time than last time.
0: Yeah, the void was ahead of us at one point on the last one, I believe.
1: That's when it really that's when it really spiraled and I broke out in flop sweat <laughs> was when the void was ahead of any player.
0: Yeah. That gets that gets dicey quick. Gets dicey quick.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, Whitney, let's uh let's see here. This is your film.
1: It is what I've
0: gone ahead and done. As you can see, is, is I I put the plot synopsis in here. Uh, it was on IMDb, I believe.
1: Not Wikipedia. Wikipedia is like two sentences it is. for this one,
0: and it's like three people are in a relationship during World War II, <laughs> and things get dicey, and that's the whole thing. <laughs> You're like, mm-hmm. that's not a synopsis. That's not a. That's not a synopsis. Wikipedia. That's just a sentence. So uh, if you want, I mean, you could pick and choose. You don't have to, you know, this isn't much, but whatever you want to do, take it, take it away.
1: Yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'll get us through this together. (laughs)
0: Love it.
1: In solidarity with one another. Okay, so the movie is Jack and Kay Walsh are typical of many couples in the 1940s where he is the breadwinner and she the housewife dependent upon him to do the man's duties around the house. Jack believes one of their neighbors in the housing complex in which they live in Los Angeles is white trash. He letting her know so at every opportunity, he shouts it out the door at her.
0: Yeah, rude.
1: That she's a tramp. Really, like I said, no one in this movie is likable. No one's terribly unlikable. But, like, Ed Harris starts out poorly by calling the neighbor a, a tramp. mm mm-hmm. uh, While Kay is curi- quietly curious about her, that neighbor is streetwise Hazel Zanusi, an aspiring singer who does get a chance to sing on occasion at the club managed by her casual boyfriend, Biscuits Tuhi.
0: <laughs> Great name.
1: Although he relegates her to being one of the dancers despite her insistence on wanting to sing— while he cheats on her behind her back, despite truly having feelings for her. Hazel just wants to make an honest living. Their worlds are turned upside down on December 7th, 1941, when the U.S. enters World War II with the Japanese bombing of Pearl Harbor. Jack immediately enlists himself in the Navy, and while he will send money home, his decision leaves Kay largely to fend for herself. Against what she knows are Jack's wishes, Kay decides to follow the request made by the government to the female population to do their part in the war effort by getting an assembly line job at a factory. In Kay's case, as a riveter at Santa Monica-based McBride, a military aircraft manufacturer. Hazel also gets a job there. Despite a rocky start based on how Hazel knows Jack feels about her, Kay and Hazel become best friends in the process, in part due to their fellow female employees needing to stand up to the taunts of their less-than-enthusiastic male colleagues. Working for a living and having Hazel as a friend results in Kay standing on her own two feet for the first time, including making important decisions on her own. Kay is pursued romantically by their line leadman, Lucky Lockhart, who sees himself more as a musician than a factory worker. Kay, admittedly attracted to Lucky, enters into a relationship with him despite not wanting to betray her husband, Jack. Jack makes a surprise return for a 48-hour shore leave and accuses Kay of infidelity, to which she admits. Lucky is heartbroken at the idea of losing Kay and finds comfort in the arms of Hazel, which Kay eventually discovers for herself, causing a blowout fight and a fracture of their friendships. Lucky quits the plant and hits the road to pursue his passion of playing music. Shortly thereafter, the war comes to an end, and the women have to return to their, quote, normal lives at home. Kay greets Jack as he disembarks from his ship, and they make an earnest attempt at reestablishing their relationship. Meanwhile, Biscuits is sitting on Hazel's porch as she returns home and apologizes for his past behavior. In the following scene, we discover that they're now married. The film wraps up with a heartfelt hug between Kay and Hazel.
2: Hmm. Hmm.
1: That's more or less what happened. Yeah. I mean,
0: you know. Yeah. (laughs) There's a lot. That skipped over. I mean, that skipped over my least favorite part of the... (laughs) film with the, you know, at least a little bit. So Whitney, this is Mm -hmm. the most interest. Well, not the not the most interesting part, but an interesting part. Do you ultimately recommend this film? I do not. Hmm. Interesting.
1: Andrew, do you recommend this film? I don't. Especially
0: given all the other stuff that Jonathan Dem has done and Mm -hmm. Goldie and Kurt is Mm -hmm. on their own. Uh, and together even, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. This one it, it was fine. It did not it did not hit the way I was hoping it would. So yeah. That's a that's gonna be a no from me. Mm-hmm. Now the most interesting part. Where are you gonna put this on your Kurt Russell movie ranking?
1: I don't know. So my initial thought was between the computer work tennis shoes and used cars.
0: Okay.
1: But when I was really thinking about it, even though I did not like used cars, I think I would rather watch used cars again than watch this again. <laughs> and then I thought about Fool's Parade, uh-huh. and I definitely would rather watch Fool's Parade again than this. So I think that we need to have a reckoning because I think Fool's Parade is higher than used cars. Oh,
0: well, we're... Well. We're about halfway towards a reckoning, but sure,
1: okay. Yeah, but I think I'm going to bump used cars down mm-hmm. and put it between the computer war tennis shoes and used cars at spot number five.
0: Spot number five. It's in your top five. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's pretty good. But I think
1: that's that's with the caveat of I need to do a reckoning and put Fools Parade higher.
0: Yeah. The further we get away from it, the uh, the more fondly you're looking back on Fools Parade. It's true.
1: Mm-hmm. 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 Well, how about you?
0: I'm probably going to put this at my number eight spot. So it'll be oh. under the strongest man in the world, but above now you see him, now you don't. So we're splitting up Dexter Riley films. Mm-hmm. But um Yeah, I I kind of feel similarly to you in that uh you know, I'm looking at used cars, and I, I was warmer on that movie than you were. Computer wore tennis shoes. I really genuinely enjoyed. Fool's Parade, I liked. Strongest Man in the World, I thought was, you know, it was fine. Mm-hmm. This one, it was fine. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. the, But even less so than The Strongest Man in the World. So, mm-hmm. swing shift in the top ten for now, but uh, okay. potentially not for very long. Okay. Let's talk about next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though I did not fill in the, the mean name, season. It's the mean season. Yeah. This will be my yeah. movie. This is the string yes. of Kurt Russell films. I believe both you and I have sit, just have no idea, never even heard of these movies.
1: Correct. Yeah. know nothing about it.
0: So that'll be exciting. I believe mm-hmm. if I just do what I'd like to what I'd like to start doing, I got to get it in the show notes at this point is tell people where they can watch it um, because that's what we always get asked Mm -hmm. whether through email or through the discord. So if I type in the mean season,
1: Claire says it's on the Roku channel,
0: the Roku channel. So there you go. So do that.
1: Claire's mom does not have a Roku, (laughs) but Claire does. (laughs) So they're going to Claire's house to watch it.
0: Yeah. Oh, uh, this was also what Claire uh, had. I think Claire had recommended this. It's also on, uh, Hoopla? Is that the Roku channel? Hoopla? That's available to stream there, looks like, for free. You can rent it on Amazon Prime or YouTube or whatever. Um, yeah. Wow, he looks different. So I'm a little spoiled by just visually how he looks in this one. So, interesting. Okay. We did it. Check it out on Hoopla. Check it out or rent it for, like, two or three bucks. There we go. Mm-hmm. Whitney... Mm -hmm. that's another successful episode in the bank i think we saved some people some time on this one because it was Mm -hmm. about two hours we're we're well under that if uh people wanted to find and keep up with you on the internet by before our next episode
1: where might they do that Mm -hmm. i am at whitney underscore nelson n-e-l-s-e-n on twitter and on instagram at whitney nelson with no underscore Um, but that's all pictures of food and pets, so if that's your steez, follow me. Otherwise, you can check out Historical Hotties, which is a podcast that I have with my sister, where we talk about dead people that we fancy.
0: (laughs) It's a good one. It's a good Mm -hmm. one. You kind of undersell it. I mean, you you don't actually undersell it, but I love that that's what it's abridged it down to, dead people that Mm -hmm. we fancy. But it's...
1: Well, it's different categories of people, like teachers or pilots or whatever and in that category they have to be dead to qualify yeah that's what makes them historical and we talk about we bring different people to the table and we talk about them a little bit about their bios and then we debate what makes them hot in four different categories which is uh, mental attractiveness physical attractiveness social impact and the category we call je ne sais quoi <laughs> so it's great and then we Tally up all those scores, and someone is crowned the winner at the end of the episode. Someone is the hottest in that category.
0: And that's your, you know, and that's the, the it's backdoor knowledge. You learn stuff is what it comes down to, which is, yes, pretty great. Pretty great. So yep. there it is. Knowledge. Historical hotties. Go do it. Andrew. <laughs> yeah. You can, uh, you could. Follow me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Dark Driving, just how it sounds. You can also follow the Primary Storyline on YouTube. That's my uh, channel where I teach video editing. We do live streams. Uh, We get into some cool stuff. Uh, I don't, those are kind of impromptu. So if you subscribe, you'll see them, but they're not, I don't like make the live streams public. It's kind of just a moment in time. Kind Of, like, the ephemeral nature of the whole thing makes it fun, mm-hmm. but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we last time I did it, I had like 70 or 80 people there all asking questions, it was a lot. I was like, Holy, oh sh- wow, shit, what's happening here? Come on to Discord, what? guys! Uh, famous. <laughs> uh, but yeah, do that if that's your bag. If you like, um, kind of if you're interested in design, post production, audio work, that sort of thing, I do all that stuff over there, so that's the primary storyline on YouTube. Do that. And that's it. We're done. We got another one in the bank. I'm going to press a button here. Let's see. Where's my button? <sighs> so good. <laughs> I got this one's fader. I can raise and lower the volume at will now.
1: <laughs>
0: Thank you all for joining so us. <laughs> <face. laughs> and in the immortal words of Jack Burton, sit tight, hold the fort, Keep the home fires burning.